Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Secret Artists Podcast, the podcast where funny people do art and have a chat. What's not to like? I'm sorry to say that this is the final episode of Series 4, and hasn't it flown by? I think so. Don't worry, we will be doing another series, but not for a little while, because we're going to have a little break. Because boy, have I earned it. Um, This episode, though, let's focus on what we do have. This episode is absolutely fantastic. I'm joined by comedian, podcaster, all-round creative force, Stuart Goldsmith. He knows what he's doing. He really does. And I had a lovely time drawing his friend, Noel. Um, So if you want to see mine and Stu's artworks from the episode, remember to follow Secret Artists on Instagram and Twitter, at Secret Art Pod. I'm on social media, of course I am. Twitter, I'm Annie McTweet. Instagram, I'm McGrath.Annie and McGrath.Art for my art. Stu is on social media, of course he is. What else would we be doing with our time if we weren't on social media? He's at ComComPod, which is the name of his brilliant podcast, which if you don't already listen and subscribe to, then you 100% should. Anyway... Enough pre-waff from me. Enjoy the episode. See you on the other side. This is quite intimidating because you're a podcast pro. Oh, everyone says that. It's nonsense. It's just that most of them were done under the duvet. Okay. Not with the guest, but like the blurb, this <laughs> bit, the intro bit. That's was just how you me. get all that information yeah. out. <laughs> That's it, it's a very intimate <laughs> podcast. Right, I'm going to read you an intro. <laughs> Stuart Goldsmith is an award-winning stand-up comedian and host of Cult Hit, the Comedian's Comedian podcast. He's been on TV shows such as Conan on TBS, As Yet Untitled on Dave, and Russell Howard's Stand Up Central on Comedy Central. Stu's brand new special, I Need You Alive, will be released worldwide on the 23rd of February, and I can't wait to watch it. That means it's on the internet. <laughs> it's, a it's, really, on the, it's a worldwide It's global, release. baby. It's a worldwide online premiere. It's, it's very the, exciting. It is and very I'm exciting. I'm delighted to have you on Secret Artists. Thank Welcome. you for having me. Thank, Thank you for having me. Coming. It's lovely to be on. It's lovely to see you. Lovely to we, see you. We've done a very limited amount of pre-recording chat. I know. It's so been let's the just most look at each other's eyes. Yeah. Location <laughs> hey, to hey find. buddy, how are you doing? <laughs> Good, yeah. I'm sweating a lot just from sort of sprinting around Vauxhall. Yeah, man. It's spring. <laughs> it's it is warm it, outside. Yeah, it really my coat's is. too hot. It is. It's. Su- I mean, it's been freezing. I live in Bristol, as you mm. know, with my little brood, and uh, and I include my wife in that. She's, <laughs> she's quite small as well. Um, but 
it's just started. it's been very frosty but it like a few days ago I had one of those oh we sing a song in our house I bet uh, you my son sings uh, uh, yeah I mean yeah that <laughs> I doesn't surprise me oh, at all oh no well it's just the kids are very they come up with stuff and yeah. we massively affirm it and turn okay. it into kind of that's a thing now I think in, yeah. in, in a way that is now I reflect on it quite pathetic but um, <laughs> I didn't say that uh, my little guy was running around in circles memorably a few years ago singing mm. spring is just around the corner spring is just around Aww. the corner so now when spring is just around the corner I get very excited yeah, about that and when I say we sweet. sing a song it's so pure it's so, it's so pure the and thing like, is <laughs> he's seven now so I'll say it and yeah. I'll be hoping that he'll join in the song again and he'll just look at me like so, dad that's lame now yes. um, yeah it's verging on religious culty that's well, I, I mean, it's yes, okay. Purity can <laughs> be appreciated nice in separate ways. <laughs> um, so, in an email exchange about this podcast, your agent said to me, Stuart would oh. turn his hand with huge enthusiasm, brackets, and maybe even skill to the challenge of creating a piece of visual art. Wow! So I, I never, I never see what they say, <laughs> yeah, and no fun. one has ever fronted me on that before. No <laughs> one's been like, "Well, this is what your agent said." Yeah, because you know what the press quotes what say. What a method! Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and maybe even skill. I well, thought. I really like. I mean. Uh, I was hoping that we'd do oils, but by that uh, I mean I was hoping you'd teach me to paint with oils. In the I space don't know of an how hour. To, to paint with oils. That's something I really want to learn because I always be great, was taught it? with acrylics. Yes, and oils. They're a bit more intimidating. I have a small kit of oils at home and a do canvas you? that I bought two years ago thinking, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I'm just going to try a paint. And I can't, it's just, I bought one canvas stretched. Yeah. And because it's there and pristine, I can't bear to fuck it up. You yeah, know, to... that's a lot of pressure as well when it's like you've got one chance. You need yeah. to buy like 10 canvases and just have a dabble on each of them, and I the, think. The other thing is that, um, I less so now, but again, my kid, my, my daughter loves colouring in she loves create she loves crafting and mm. that to me to me crafting is what you do in a video game set in an apocalyptic future where you attach <laughs> yeah. a you know a knife to a baseball bat yeah. but crafting like doing things with crafts that's her jam mm. uh, my son when he was about three he got into using um paint sticks um have you seen these they're like they're so great for parents because they, they're like crayons that you wet and they become no paint. you don't even need no. to wet them they're just paint in a little tube they're almost like a little lipstick great. they're so vivid and vibrant colors they're brilliant um and uh he he would use those and it, i had this thing i don't know if you've uh, i don't know when was the last time you made art with or adjacent to a child mm. but I've, I would feel like I'd try and draw a picture and it would instantly become every line I made would be obvious or hackneyed yeah. or trite or something and he'd just like that idea of that kind of blissful purity that sort of innocence yeah. he'd just do a thing and it would all be totally new to him yeah. and I'd be aghast looking at him go, not aghast whatever just open mouthed going mm -hmm. Oh my, look, it's so beautiful. And, you know, in yeah. that way, that everyone. It's not that I think he's an artistic genius so much as children who haven't done a thing before just take a whole new approach to it. Definitely. And they're not worried about failing. Exactly. And they're just so quick to work from their imagination. Whereas I'm always like, oh, can I get a photo up of that so I can do it perfectly? Totally. Totally. Um, so I, I really, we, we have got one picture up on the wall. We've got loads of pictures on the wall at home, but one in particular. Uh, we invented this thing whereby we would both have either a paint stick or a felt tip or a pen mm -hmm. and we would both be drawing the same time like reacting to each other like oh, nice. sort of you know contact improv dancing yeah. but with in a medium and I was very, love it very great such Perry. a creative it, family well it's man really it was cool. just lovely I just really recommend it because mm. it, it's, a, it's also a great solution to the problem of what do I do with my kid? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which can be uh, sort of like, oh, I, 
unless I sometimes you can feel in the early days that if you're not doing great creative stuff you're letting the side down mm-hmm. do you know what I mean you're like oh I've got to be having great ideas whereas yeah. this is just like oh it's just a little game that you play together and you do it should we do a That's picture fun. together actually Sam Fletcher came on the podcast and we did we each drew a shape and then swapped pictures and oh, then nice. from that that formed like the basis of our drawings yeah, so that's nice. quite a nice freeing way of doing something you wouldn't yeah, ordinarily do but what are we going to draw today so um i have well i'll show you the picture and then i'll give you the story behind okay, the picture great. i've so, brought in a range of mediums we've got yeah. felt tips chalk okay. charcoal pencils okay lovely so <laughs> so this is my friend noel and i feel like i've met him you might Was have met at your him. wedding mm, yeah 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 probably would have met him there um he's a dear dear friend and uh, i have uh, I'm sort of obsessed with him. <laughs> um, and one of the things I love is that when he eats, he takes really big monster bites. He's like a really sort of positive masculinity kind of guy. I think he's very mm-hmm. strong. He's, you can't really see it. He's wearing quite a baggy coat, but he's very, he's been doing Kung Fu for years and he's very sort of solid and very broad. <laughs> he's got this lovely broad face with these little thick eyebrows and stuff. And uh, I just, I see him. I've talked about this on other podcasts, weirdly, because I'm obsessed. I see him everywhere. <laughs> I, really? I see things like cartoon characters always remind me yeah, of Noel. Yeah, he does look like a cartoon character. He does look cartoony, yeah, right? He's, he's got like a... the triangular face and the sort of quite Yes, big he's eyes. got these sort of almond eyes and quite soft sort of features. Mm. But um, so I have for years been taking candid pictures of him eating. <laughs> Amazing. I couldn't find any of them somewhere. It's not. I thought it was on Facebook from the days when we used to put all our pictures on Facebook. Um, but I've got like a, a sort of Mr. Collection. I don't know if they are collected. But somewhere on the sort of endless hard drives that you end up with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Google Drive, whatever, um, I've got like a collection of photos of him biting into a big, you know, when a burger's too big Amazing. for a bite, but they're going yeah. at it. I've got loads of them. I couldn't find one, but this is him eating what I think is a, it might be a baguette or a banh mi or something. Maybe yeah. a hot dog. Looks like there's chips in the little box. The expression on his face, I love. It's so cheeky. The look in his eyes is, <laughs> he's got his mouth full, so he can't complain at me. He's very hes very kind of alpha, yeah. in, a, in a positive way. But he'd be like, <laughs> you would, if he sees me doing something he disapproves of, he'd be like, he'd tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't be like, he wouldn't kind of goof. He'd be, yeah, he'd be yeah. just like, pack it in, you know, in, in a way that How I would How long have you known with. him? Oh, since I was 11. Yeah, yeah so 30 years or well, more than 30 years. And um, But the look in his eyes and on his face is specifically... You fucker, you're doing that thing again, and I've got my mouth full. It's and like I can't a sadness and a joy. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly right. <laughs> I love oh, it. It's perfect. Yes. Uh, so we're going to draw him. Yes. I'm just going to sort of get the felt tips out, so you have a choice. That's nice. I feel it should oh, we sprinkle them in front yeah, of the mic so that they fall out. But they're currently there for the benefit of the listener. They are currently stuck Thank inside you. the little plastic uh, tray they come in. I don't oh, do anything for the benefit of the listener. <laughs> Can I drop them on my... Yeah, on my, please. Here we go. This, Look. These are the pens. That's funny. You know what's just come out? Oh, what's that? Two Polaroids of Lou Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> this is how long it's been since I... Do you know why? I didn't... This is not a plant. <laughs> like, no, oh, fine. Um, it looks like she's doing some hard drugs. Though, I mean, I didn't just, want to say... She's just I don't, fallen over laughing. I don't think Lou Sanders would do hard drugs. She's no. a clean living type. It's but it we does look away. like she's bent over a surface inhaling something. Yeah, she, I don't know what she's doing. We went away for Brett's <laughs> Let, birthday. Let's make it explicit that she isn't doing hard <laughs> she drugs. She isn't doing drugs. <laughs> um, and from... I ran a life drawing class on his birthday. Oh, so that's, that's why I haven't got these felt tips out since oh. then. And hence the Polaroids of Lou. Texted Brett only yesterday. I, I briefly considered a picture of Brett. I, once I had the oh. idea I wanted to do a picture of someone. Yeah. 
my brother my brother's a brilliant illustrator and he did a, a wonderful sketch of him as a Klingon it's a self-portrait of him as a Klingon and oh, I have wow. it framed in my, in my cool. I say office cellar but, um, <laughs> but it's not been thrown in the cellar it's been like that's where I work um, so I, I was thinking of people who've got good faces and all, all it's kind of people that I love who I'd yeah. be it'd be lovely to present someone with a picture I don't know if I can do this with Noel because I mean, I will, but it will also annoy him. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, can Can you see it well enough from there? I think so. Yeah, you I was might almost. Move it in a bit, if you don't I was mind. almost gonna. Yeah, no worries. I need I need to do a little medium test because yeah. I'd so like these are coloured chalks, and these oh, are chalk? just your classic. My fingers go weird. Charcoal. Yeah, I've got hairspray um, to fix it afterwards. Oh, that's clever. Is it just hairspray? I thought it was yeah. special. It was mountain. No, spray. I nearly brought the fixative, but it was like double the weight. Yeah, and right. I um. Couldn't be bothered to carry it. So, um, can you can you do pencil on top of? Yeah, these I think chalks? I might do a, a mixture of mediums. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a picture of it on this so that I can work from my phone. Oh, so cool! I've got okay. the right angle. So if I did that, could I? You can also turn the paper around if it's easier to do it. Portrait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I might do that. Yeah. Um, Stu, do you consider yourself to be an artist? Um, do you mean in like in kind of manually rather yeah. than or in, in a kind a, of comedy way? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, like yeah. I went to art college of a sort. Yeah, where did you, know, you go again? Dartington. It's like a devised art college. Yeah, uh, arts an arts college. So there was painters and no, there weren't. Were there painters? There were visual artists. Okay, so, cool. and there were dancers and actors ish devised theatre. <laughs> actors ish. Yeah, well, it wasn't we're all actor actors ish, yeah. aren't we? Um, but. Um, so it, did you it, have to do lots of different disciplines like throughout college? Yes, yeah, yeah. It was always very, it was good mushroom country. You know, mm. it was very kind of head exploring art type stuff. Um, but we never did like life drawing or anything like that. I've, I've never really yeah. done that. I've never been taught how to do that. But I do. I think you'd like I life do drawing. like, I think I would. We should go one day. Yeah, I think it'd be. I'd like to do a life drawing class with all the previous guests from the podcast and oh, get that's a good idea, in a room it? together I think one thing that I got from my well, the, the most valuable thing I suppose that I got from from Dartington was the notion the sort of principle that as well as being an artifact to be admired art can be a tool to be used and that's mm. one of those oh I believe that deep down in my soul kind of things to be used for like like you can get like something out of art even if what you've made isn't beautiful it's still it's still good definitely I mean it's good for you to have done it even if no one wants to look at it like sort of folk art kind of yeah do you think that applies to comedy no yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good question actually because I think comedy has a lot of um sort of elements of comedy aren't they don't fit into the rules mm. and after you went to college did you was that when you oh, got I just cheated then I did I did a line that I guessed was there and it wasn't there ah, <laughs> see you know what you're doing <laughs> I was like looking. yeah his, his mouth's probably a bit like that no it's not it's absolutely critical the yeah. mouth yeah his mouth is sort of the most important thing of his whole expression yes in yes it's all leading to see, have to, oh, he looks at, oh, I'm going to have to scrap this I think it's a harder job for you because you know him and I think I'm yes. removed so I'm just looking at the shapes of his face but if this was someone oh, I knew yeah, I think I'd be like that's what I need oh. to be doing also how do you it's so funny isn't it when you've got a pencil how do you like nothing is a straight you know there's like the frown lines on his face mm. might be a straight line but like the other how do you do someone's cheek 
How do you do yeah. someone's cheek with a straight line? It's not, it's not lines that are there. I think he's got quite a lot of triangles on his face, I think. Not on his face. I think it's triangles. Um, <laughs> but like if you look under his right eye, that's a triangle. And then yes. his left cheek is a triangle. I'm going to end up with sort of way too many lines. Plus, you should always start with the eyes because if you do the whole thing and then fuck the eyes up, it's pointless, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know, but the eyes it's not are halfway down the face. Yes, that's true. So after art college, you went straight to being a street performer? Or what was I your was already a street performer when I went to art. Oh, nice. So you were studying and performing. Thing. Yeah, sort of. Summers, I'd go to the Edinburgh Festival during the summer. Yeah. Oh, you see, now I've given him these sort of chops. That's not what he looks like. <laughs> oh, oh, you're doing him quite small. Oh, yeah, because you're going to fit in the food. I think I've not left enough room to do his... Well, I think I'm going to be doing several. If you know what <laughs> Don't I mean. Leave. <laughs> Never leave out a gentleman's baguette. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to cheat the, do the baguette in post. <laughs> can, can we do that? Is that allowed? Have you got an iPhone? Uh, no, I've got a OnePlus, and as soon as it breaks, I'm getting a Fairphone. Ooh, because there's this weird thing now where you press on like the oh, forefront the of an image, that? and it sort of highlights the bit you want, and then you can you can oh, remove God. the background. Yeah. But anyway, it looks quite magical. Um, I should point out as well, he, he's not wearing a little hat. That's someone behind him. Ah, uh, yes. I hadn't even noticed that, actually. Going back to street performing. Oh, uh, yes. Unless you don't want to talk no, about I'm, it. No, I'm happy to. I, yeah, I, I just, worry that I bore people about it because no, I, I love it so much. I talk about it all the time. I just wondered what it taught you about performing live comedy. <sighs> good and bad things, I would say. It taught me good and bad. It taught me to be sort of brave I suppose and it taught me that it can always go wronger mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and but it also it kind of I think it can like you know you can end up sort of just shouting a lot and being all big and actually comedy you don't need to shout all the time like this do you think that made your stand-up act bigger than it would otherwise I had to I think I had to unlearn a lot of bigness um, and I don't know if I, I'll never know if I succeeded. Um, I just lied again, it's nothing like that. I just went, oh, that's what a shoulder looks like. <laughs> um, well, now I'm doing fabric, I should have just brought, I, fabric's quite fun to do because you can get it wrong and no one knows, right? Mm. Problem is, I've made him look very serious, but he's- You've got, got we've got to get, get the, the twinkle. This, I might even I zoom in and just do the twinkle. Yeah. Like it's I've, hard to nail where looks the twinkle like is. It's like his whole general demeanour is twinkly. Now. I was going to ask you if you do crafts with your kids, but you absolutely have already answered that. And uh, yes. I know that you do. Do you have their art up on the walls? Oh yeah, we've got actually we've got quite a nice little system for that, whereby we've got a tall one of those tall radiators. It's one of my favourite things in the house. You yeah, know, like a really tall radiator. Nice. You go, oh, classy fuckers. Yeah. Um, but we've also got a load of. Uh, there's a type of toy called magformers, which are little plastic triangles mm. with. Um, uh, right, I'm gonna stop being so precious and just make some big marks. I think. Um, Don't go too big. <laughs> um, uh, so these magformers are like kind of magnets in shapes of triangles and hexagons and stuff, and they're mm. a great toy. But what we're using them for is sticking art up on our tall radiator and then we've also got this thing whereby um okay i'm gonna get i'm gonna rest this one. Oh yeah please, i'm, I'm gonna rest this and then i'm gonna try want. and do a, a sort of faster one that's bigger on its face that, i don't that's what they um 
usually do at life drawing classes actually you'll do like a quick two minute sketch right and then move ah. on to a ten minute and then a okay. half hour okay so we could do that um, we'll do an eight hour one I change at the medium end. I might, what are these called I think this is called Conti or something. Conti. I need to learn the name because every week I have the same problem. But yeah. I like it because it's like charcoal, but it's sort of terracottery, and you can uh, yeah. you can sort of rub it, and make it smooth, or do sort of darker lines with it. Um, so so the, the, the oh yeah, so we've got a thing. We've got these little wires that I put up, mm. um, which are. Um, I'm just going to try and do this really quick. There we go. Maybe if you do it faster, does it become better? Is that how art works? I think sometimes if, you if you're less it, you're like, precious. Yeah, it, right. That's yeah. That's what I'm getting at. It's like if you're looser on stage, it can help. Yes. Well, well I think um, that But not necessarily saying the words <laughs> really quickly. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so we've got these little sort of sideways wires mm -hmm. um, with tiny little pegs. So the wires are there permanently, and we peg up the art. And that was the plan, and then uh, now we just, it's all the same stuff that stayed there. That's sweet. Does the radiator not affect the uh, artwork? Yes, I think it's gently sort of cooking it. Yeah. But in a way that you wouldn't I, get them in, in a museum hanging it off a radiator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just a Van Gogh melting on the floor. This is, is this is this what your podcast often is? Is people kind of going, oh, fuck that, oh, fucked it. Yeah. Is that? I think yeah, people well, that's find art, it right? like surprisingly hard to concentrate on both. Yes, but. I have never been interviewed whilst doing anything apart from sort of wanging on, really. That's, you know. <laughs> um, I think people like your podcast so much because you sort of, you dig deep, don't you? Into I do dig deep, yes. Into people's yes, well, vulnerables. I, yeah, into the vulnerables. Yeah, well, I want to, um, I suppose I want people to say stuff they don't normally say mm. and, and like really reflect. I think quite early on, I forget who it was, but someone... Was on. The, have you got any white chalk? Oh, we've got the pink there. Oh, That's yeah, good. I was wondering that. Um, someone quite early on sort of said the, the nicest things that comics have said to me after being on the show is, or like during the show is, oh yeah, I didn't really think about it like that before. Mm. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. Then I've helped somehow. Yeah. Because it's all kind of, you know, dark and scary and impossible, you know, life and mm. art and everything. So if someone goes, oh, that's a good, do you know what? Or someone texts me later and goes. Yeah, I've been thinking about that for ages. Or so that's really nice. And then mm. obviously, if people come and say, oh, "Glenn Moore said to me that I saw Glenn Moore at the uh, at an industry awards thing mm -hmm. recently," and um, and he said that he'd been having loads of people who'd come to his tour show. He's always currently halfway through a tour. He had loads of people that come to his tour show because they'd heard him on my podcast on uh, Comcom, the comedians comedian. Um, and I and I sort of I thought he was just kind of being nice. And he says, well, no, he meets every person after the show. He kind of meets them on the way out. He just what's, oh, wow. what you know, well, you and I know in comedy to be called vickering, where you meet people at the door. Oh, I see, unintentional. No, 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 vickering, where you you shake everyone's hand oh, on the way God. out, like a vicar. Yeah. I, I hate that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm <laughs> I sure mean, you sort of have to do that when you do the free fringe when you're sort of begging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't mind it. I like it, although you're, I often. You're very good at it. Well, maybe I often find. Um, oh, for fuck's sake! That was going so well. Um, I often find that I I don't like to recognise I don't like to fail to recognise people, and because I'm yes. quite niche, and as you say, the podcast is quite cult, which means small. Um, <laughs> no, well, that's no, but not. not but I don't. It doesn't mean that. But um, 
but it is quite cult. So I, there are people who are fans of the pod with whom I've had email correspondence, and I won't necessarily remember their faces. And I worry, I still worry about that. I, I, I'm terrible yeah. with faces, which is either ADHD or by the time I get referred and officially I'm being referred at the moment are you? and I'm really nervous that they're going to go no no you just swat <laughs> that's so just bit, your personality is, sorry yeah, yeah that's, that's you <laughs> plug 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 so I thought I'd let you know that I'm doing a work in progress show at the Leicester Comedy Festival on the 18th of da, 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 February I'm also doing a work in progress show at Mac Comedy Festival in Wales and that is on the 28th of April. So if you're sort of around and about the Leicester slash Wales area on those two specific dates, then I'd love to have you along. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. I honestly think I might have a thing with faces. And for a while I wrote it off as, no, I'm just incredibly self-involved. So, of course, I, you know, when someone's talking to me, you know that thing where someone tells you their name and they tell you their name sort of six times and you don't want, you know, it's just gone. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the time I'm panicking about how I'm coming across. Yeah. And I'm worrying. Oh, God, are they, oh, what have I said now? What are they, am I supposed to know them? Do I remember them? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. And that's a lot of... That might be in a sort of ADHD thing whereby my memory is just shocking. Yeah. So, but maybe it's... Maybe I'm just really sort of horribly self-involved. Well, I think it's hard. When you're the person who's been on stage, obviously they're going to remember you more than you remember them. But I yes. think you're good at engaging with your audience. And even in the like Zoom shows you did, you're very inclusive oh, yeah. with the audience. Did you do one of those yeah, for us? Yeah, you I did. I think we Which, drew, didn't we? Didn't we do Didn't some we drawing? Really? God, yeah. it all just flat. Again, memory. I kind of. Um, I hope we had a lovely time. I we think did. nothing but good things about you. So I'm sure. Oh, we, I'm sure nice. nothing was horrible about it. But I would like to have remembered it more than. I. I mean, it was can. COVID, wasn't it? We all had a lot was, going on. That was a bit weird. Um, but what I want to ask you is, if you were a guest on your own podcast, the Canadians yes. Comedian Podcast, what would it be that you would dig deep to try and get yourself to answer? Well, the challenge I have, I think, is a very meta question for trying to do two things at once. The challenge I have... Trying to get you off guard. Especially when I'm 
doing quite well on the yeah, lips. I'm all right with the lips as well. It's a bit it's, more. I, this is more of a cartoon. It sort of ended up quite cartoony in a way that I did. That the wasn't twinkle. the plan. I might. Do you mind passing that sort of this one? Pop? Are you. Yeah. I was hoping to just jam a bit of white on and yeah, magically make a twinkle happen. Be, yeah. Thank you. Is there a is there a thing you can do with these? Are they, what were they called? Conti. Uh, Conti. Is there a thing you do with Conti where you just suddenly erase it? Is there like a is it the white? Um, is that you put a bit of white on it? Well, it? yeah, I've been... If the white doesn't erase it, though. I have got a rubber, but I'm not sure it would rub out particularly no, well. No, OK. OK, not to worry. Um, that's great. I love what you've done there. I'm excited about it's it. Cool. it. I'm trying to get the spirit of the tiger. You have got the spirit of the tiger. I've made mine a sort of very broody, moody man, which I know this isn't, isn't true oh, I mean, to the guy. Oh, he has his moments. He can be <laughs> brood. Um, so what what was the question? What bits what, what would, would I... You be, if you were on ComComPod, what, what would I want to get out of me? you were trying to get out yeah, of? Yeah, nice. Well, why do you... Why are you so scared, I suppose? Are you scared? Yeah. What are you scared of? I have a de I have a sort of negative core self belief. I don't know what the word is for it. Maybe it's a negative core self belief. Which okay, so Felicity Ward has a wonderful way of describing this. She talks about it on my pod, and I've really taken this to heart. And I talk about it all the time. She talks about old faithful, and mm -hmm. old faithful is the sort of baseball bat, the negative thought that you have that you reach for. Yeah. You clob yourself. Something goes wrong, whatever it is, and you sort of feed it into the language of, well, this proves that the stuff yeah, engraved yeah. in the side of this baseball bat is true, and you pick it up and wang yourself with it. And I, I think. I think there is something in my old... F I don't know... I don't know... I think there is something like a sort of basic belief that I'm not good enough. And I don't know why. Like, one of my biggest fears Not good is, enough at something. Yeah, at or something or for something. Or, like, just... Like, just really mortally average and tedious and... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like I've just kind of winging it on charisma but i have nothing of any value to contribute this is a this yeah, episode this podcast true. is a gift to someone who's right who's doing a roast battle with someone yeah, <laughs> imagine yeah, if you were to roast someone you'd be like i'm gonna concom is as well i'll be honest <laughs> get, get hold of that work out all their insecurities weaponize them perfect um yeah so um i'm regretting doing that bit now because i've realized that could have been clothes i could have gone for a different color like just a, just imposter syndrome just the fear i'm going to get caught out and everyone's mm -hmm. going to go what are you doing here? Why would you, why on earth would you ever think that you could contribute to this, where whatever mm. this is? And I don't know why I feel it so strongly. I, you know, I've over the years had lots and lots of therapy, and I, I've got a couple of pet theories. I've, you know, maybe there are kind of ADHD things. Like I, I do find I've had loads and loads of therapy, and it means a lot at the time, and I really struggle to remember it or feel tethered to it or f like try and make it sort of functional in my life. Yeah. You know, try and like you, you hear a thing and you go, "That's it, that's the secret." I've just got to remember that, and then yeah, you feel like you've solved it, and then yeah, something and then else comes along. Next, you're like, "No, don't know what that is." Do you still have therapy? I've got a sort of rolling arrangement with my therapist, whereby we're pretty much done, but I know I can always give her a shout. And we've—I've only nice. met her in person once, actually. It was all Zoom related and I find that very convenient I'm very very busy and so I, you started it on zoom before you met in person yes yes um and uh oh which bit of it which there's a I'm so close to getting the twinkle I'm so I'm, close I'm so far away from the twinkle. <laughs> I've been focusing on jawline which is Oh, that's you're on a hiding to nothing here. He's sort of put his face in such a funny shape. I know. Because he's mid, he's like he's got an expression and a mouthful. Weirdly, <laughs> I've made him look like my brother. What does that say? 
Oh well, it's that that Freud? is just the quality of Noel. No, no, no. That's just the quality of Noel. He's just a, he's an everyman. Does he always get mistaken for other people? No, I don't think so. I do. Do you? I, well, I've got a very generic face. I've talked about this a lot. I've um, I I really sort of look like everyone. I look very. I normal. don't think you've got a generic face. Blandly han- handsome, according to Chortle. Oh, Blandly handsome. Three stars. <laughs> Uh, I think it was actually. Uh, that was against, <laughs> yeah. That's just the sort of quote that's like so damning and like passive aggressive. <laughs> um. And then a taxi driver, a Somali taxi driver, Somalian, Somali, who knows? Um, yeah. Smiley, that was it. Friendly. <laughs> <laughs> um, he uh, he said, "I look like Richard Hammond." I've look, not heard really? that in ages. I used to get oh, that all wow. the time. And I was like, "Wind, wind your neck in, mate, Richard <laughs> Hammond. Come on." Um, and the question that you ask everyone, are you happy? <laughs> I am happier than, I was going to say usual, but I'm happier I than... I thought you were going to say you. Than you, <laughs> yeah. Are you as happy as me? That would be a great, <laughs> great question. Um, I, I'm pretty happy these days. I'm pretty fulfilled, but I worry that... I'm <laughs> worried about... This is it. This, like, there's this root, this deep-rooted worry. I always had a chat with my mate Hutch, mm. the fabulous, crazy Uncle Hutch, and... Um, uh, we were having a conversation in the Czech Republic about 25 Ooh. years ago when uh, we were talking. I'd ask him, what would you do? What would you actually physically do if you had a million pounds? And he sort of told me his crazy plans. And he said, what about you? And I went, well, the problem there is, and he was like, what the fuck? Like, if taken the idea of suddenly being given a million pounds and the first yeah. words out of my mouth are, well, the problem Made with that. negative. I'm, yeah, I'm just looking for, looking for problems all the time and just kind of, I was on someone else's podcast recently. I'm sorry, this isn't my first. Um, what? <laughs> uh, and uh, I found myself saying, um, well, probably to my detriment, every, like, I must have said it six times. Like, what do you do about this? Though, you know, sort of craft, comedy, craft kind of stuff. Yeah. And I said, well, I've always done that. Probably, you know, I'm probably, I've got that horribly wrong. Probably it's a huge mistake, you know. Mm. It's fucking madness. Um, what were we, what was the question? I can't remember. Oh, it was a good um, I felt like I had more happy? to do. Am I happy? That was it, yeah. So, um, for sure, yes. I worry that a lot of it is happiness that is to do with child... Ra- I was always meant to be a dad. I remember Tom Tuck saying to me years ago, we were in the car with Carly Smallman. Mm-hmm. And Tom said, well, it's obvious what you are. And I went, what? what? And he said, well, you're a dad with no kids. And I went, oh, God, I am. Like, that, that resonates, right? Yes. Yeah, There's something about me It's kind of... I'm a bit... I don't know what it is. I like a solution rather than to wallow in the problem. I like to fix mm. things. Um, I'm sort of capable. I'd get us out of the lift if it was stuck. Kind of daddish. I have a daddish yeah. quality, but I had no kids at the time. And having kids has made sense of my life to me in a way that I love. And I literally go to bed every night thinking, oh, I bloody love my kids. God, I love them oh, so much. Oh, that's so I nice. I just love them. I love them so much. But, of course they're going to leave home one day and I'll be like oh those were the years you know so I worry now what do you what do you recommend I do with this because I'm quite enjoying putting this black stuff on it I love that it's sort of um, purple you're not colourblind are you? I'm not colourblind but if that's purple maybe I'm colourblind you might be that's it is it feels purplish yeah it's not black though am I trying to I'm trying to um, well there wasn't a black was there oh a bit of that. that does that look different to you? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I really wanted I feel a, like an pre- exclusive. Oh, that would have been great. Turns out I'm colourblind. <laughs> um, yeah, that looks cool. Yeah, I'm so, but I'm enjoy. I've enjoyed that. You could maybe put some of that purple colour into the dark shades of his face. So that, that it should I risk it? Makes sense. Yeah, should I, I so. risk it? 
I, I like David Shrigley before he was cool. And I have to say, now that everyone knows about David Shrigley, I'm less inclined to like David Shrigley. That's yeah. not fair. I've seen one of his live, I saw an exhibition. I had a book of his, Why We Got the Sack from the Museum. I thought he was uh, brilliant. Um, and I just really, like, I like that I like it and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his stuff's great and it's sort of ideas y. In terms of. In terms of actual. Um, like painters and stuff I, I tend to like I think I've worked out the name of what I like it's like it's like music you know you kind of there's a type of music you, that always makes you go oh what's this and mm-hmm. you kind of or I do at least I kind of gradually go what is that and years down the line you go oh it's you yeah. know it, it's like there's a band there's a band a DJ called or a, I don't know what he is a music person called Rival Consoles mm-hmm. and that I like that you know Fortet or a Square oh, Pusher yeah, like but only that. some Square Pusher like Tundra 4 by Square Pusher wow okay. And, and so you spend I've spent a long time going what is what is that thing and then you find it, you're like, it's this of course these days you can put one thing in Spotify and it'll suggest oh you like all of this stuff and you go yeah yeah that'll I do I love me. that how do they know it's how like targeted advertising <laughs> I'm all for it take my data tell me what I like yes totally um, so I would hope that there was something I'm learning that what I like in painting is abstract expressionist landscapes Ooh, but I couldn't nice. really name any artists because that's and that's the downside of the Spotify system isn't it you go on I'm on Google going oh, I should I'd love to buy a painting I've got like a proper expensive painting that I bought years ago it was What's a proper it, Raymond Brown Browning or Brownall it's squares okay. it's it's beautifully colored vivid squares mm. and I just bought it it was like a lot of money it was like a, it was about a grand and um and I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm, bu- I'm buying a painting. This is before I had children, of course. Um, Where did you buy it from? Before I was aware of how many grapes I would need to buy. <laughs> I bought it from a gallery called Something Exchange, Great Exchange, maybe, which is, is on Bris- Walworth Road. Oh, no, no, in, uh, in Peckham. In, no, Camberwell. Nice. And then yeah. the painter, years later, died, so it might be worth something, which is... Great. Well, I don't know if great, but I, I feel <laughs> bad that I think that. But it is It's kind of... It's like... I feel like, oh, well, that's why lots of people buy art because they think it will, you know, up in value if the person conks it. Is that the phrase? Yeah, something like that. Would you Would you sell it? Do you think? Well, this is it. It's like Bitcoin, isn't it? Do you have any Bitcoin? I can't tell you. That's yes. <laughs> I can't tell you because the weakest link in the security chain of having Bitcoin is people knowing you've got Bitcoin. Um, oh, is I, it? I I did really well on Bitcoin for years mm-hmm. and then I got all excited and bought some more Bitcoin just before it all crashed and I deleted all the good work I did. So I have some worthless Bitcoin that is trapped in an exchange that crashed because of that um, Sam Bankman Freed guy uh. or Freed Bankman, I can't remember, one of those. Um, so I've got a small amount of Bitcoin that would be pleasing to get at but I can't get at it. So why can't you get at it? Uh, because the exchange has crashed and he was telling lots of, I don't know, I don't wish to, I don't wish to prejudice the case by talking about it but okay. I, it was. it turned out that this one... Um, this particular exchange was, um, it's all bollocks anyway, it's terrible for the environment, which I didn't know when I got it, and you know, so it's, it's all fine. But it, what was the question? You asked me something and I said it's like Bitcoin, and I can explain why, and it, people have been furious. If, if you'd I ever sell the artwork Oh yes, yeah, so the thing about Bitcoin is if you've got some Bitcoin and you're thinking, hey, hey, Bitcoin's on the up, you don't want to sell it because it's on the up. But if it's crashing, you don't want to sell it because it's crashing. So you might as well have thrown the money away because you're never going to take it out. And I feel the same about the painting. The difference is, of course, you can look at the painting on the wall and go, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, like, so I can't see myself ever ever selling can. it because it's it's um, it's beautiful to look at. I like, You know, it's the sort of thing maybe a, a, a great-grandchild could go, hey, I hate this and I've been left it and I can sell it. And it's worth a fortune. That's a nice yeah. little gift from the past. I don't mind That's it being true. used like that. 
But I think while I'm alive, I sort of... And if ne- you could own any artwork in the world, what would you choose? Money's no object. Would it be the one you have? Well, my clever clog's answer would be someone's joke. Like, I'd love to... Like, give it if you regard a joke as an artwork. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to buy it. I just want to have thought of it myself, so that didn't work. Um, I guess an NFT could be that. Could be a joke. Yeah, no, no, no. But you were, it's almost like you... I don't know. Which um, joke? Did you have one in mind? Oh, there's a, oh, there's a few. I mean, there's a, some lovely, there's some lovely jokes out there. I love, <laughs> oh, I yeah. love jokes. Um, who's a, whose joke am I most jealous of? Something that's really been making me laugh. I keep thinking of it. I keep thinking of Tom Ward walking on with that haircut that he's got, and literally the first thing out of his mouth is, "It's not a wig." Good evening. <laughs> I think, oh God, that'd be worth having that haircut yeah. for. I mean, he also looks good in that haircut. It suits him. I'm sure he doesn't just have it for the sake of the bit. Tell me, fellow artist, how do I put tension into this face? Because what's funny about his face is the tension that it's under. Mm. And I can't seem to get, because they're quite scrubby lines, I, I need like one clean line that goes, whoop, he's, he's, he's stressing. Yeah, it's almost the shape of the chin up to that, um, here, his left cheekbone, I think. And like the weight up to of his, it. Yes. Isn't it? It's about. Yes. I don't know that I've got that, but I'm trying to get the sort of shading into his cheeks. Got to do that bit. I've got to get what that. What I haven't got. Have you done the baguette? No. He's baguetteless. Like, I'm just, um, I'm trying to make more of, like, the tension between the eyes and the and the lips. Mm. But it's so, how do you, what is that? What's that move? Is that like a sort of a, an artistic special move? Between his lips and his cheeks. Well, just the, there's like this it's tension like, of like, mm, like that, yeah. but I can't seem to get a line that. You've been doing what I've been doing and sort of. Just adding more lines. Well, no, but like mimicking his expression while you're drawing yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. You went viral on Instagram. Did I? Yeah. Has doing videos for social media changed your approach to writing comedy? No, but it should, but it shouldn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, so obviously the job has changed, right? Yeah. Since I were a frog spawn. Since mm-hmm. I were a tadpole, that's the word. Um, and now Edinburgh this year was the tipping point for me, last year, whereby, oh, all the people who built an audience online mm. now have an audience. And Edinburgh is the place at which you sell those audience members tickets. Yes. As opposed to going to Edinburgh trying to build a crowd there, which you can't do anymore for lots and lots of reasons, not least accommodation costs and all of that business. Mm-hmm. So, um, where's that one? There? Um, so the job has definitely changed, and a lot of people feel like, hey man, there's no gatekeepers. And I think the algorithm is itself a gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. And I think that people chase it, and I think it's possible to do well on the algorithm without being good but also what I liked what I liked about my recent slightly viral sort of experience was that it was often my favourite stuff was doing the best Yeah. so I kind of went oh there is something in it people aren't just passing shit around and going hey yeah. you know there is some shareability so you know I'm aware of I feel very old when I think about it even but really yes like what you should be doing is writing short jokes right you should be writing short jokes and then delivering short jokes. If someone could share like a sort of, if I if I could write one-liners, mm. write some great one-liners, that's really suits the medium. People got very short attention spans. Yeah. You know, I I'm not able to cut up any of my favourite five-minute-long bits and put them on socials because they don't make sense there. 
And have you found so that's annoying. it ruins when people come to see live stuff if they've seen stuff online before? Do you think I matters, haven't, or? but I have heard. I was chatting to someone in a forthcoming episode of my pod who basically said they're getting a lot of people in from TikTok, and the people they're getting in from TikTok have never been to a gig before and sit quietly and then get a selfie afterwards because they don't know what the rules are which is just that's just hell. that's a solvable problem that's like we've got to educate the audience you know yeah we're living in hell that's what's happened well no i don't know that we're living in i don't you know it like i'm not totally against it because the old system was also bollocks to an extent you know there's loads of people getting overlooked who were brilliant and they just mm. weren't you know there's a lot of luck in any in any kind of career um but um oh i'm taking a big risk there what have you done? i don't think it's going to pay off it's getting ever so smudgy now. Yeah, oh, so is mine. Thank God we've got that hairspray. Well, it's more, it's more that it's just there's there used to be some quite nice white on his face, and now there isn't, and now I've gone all all over it, everywhere. Have there. you managed to get the sense that he's got food in his mouth? Not really. No. I've mostly been focusing on trying to make it look like him. If you looked at it and you knew it was one of my, if I if I showed that to a friend of mine and said which one of our mates is that, they'd yeah. know. So there's that. I mean, they, maybe they success, wouldn't. Maybe they'd look it. at it and not know about the food in the. In the. I sort of, if I squint, I sort of feel like I can see a little bit of him in there jumping out. Do you think if he saw it, he'd know? We'll find out. I'll text him in a minute. And, uh, um, I'll I, say who is this a picture of? <laughs> um, so I was answering a question. So has it ruined it? I don't think it's ruined it, but I think it's changed it. And I think it is, there's a lot more of it to change. And it, when I started podcasting 10 years, 11 years ago now, I felt like I'd missed the boat. I felt like it was too late. Oh, really? Yeah. So there is everything to play for and everything's yeah. going to continue changing in, yeah. in all sorts of miraculous ways. Um, I think that there's an awful lot of rubbish online because there's no barrier to entry. Mm -hmm. It's like street performing. Anyone could just do it. Well, just put a case like down the in the street and start talking bollocks. Aside from the financial... Costs, yes, does create a barrier. But. Totally, it creates a barrier, and as a result, we're hearing on social media because all you need is a phone. Lots more voices that weren't being heard before. That's a, that can only be a good thing. Yeah. But the platforms aren't there to benefit humanity. They're there to sell advertising and keep you on the platform for as long as possible. So, you know, they will benefit certain sort of behaviours. Like I, I put stuff on TikTok. I don't have the app on my phone. I find it sort of toxic and awful. So I, I feel bad that I'm asking people to watch me there, but I suppose my angle is, if you're on it anyway, I'm one of the things you can see. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't let my kids have TikTok. I don't have it on my phone. No, I've got it on my phone, but I don't look at it because I find it too stressful. I, I literally couldn't achieve that. I would love to be able to achieve that, but I cannot. Portrait or landscape? Oh God, I've given him a Hitler moustache. <laughs> How have I done that? <laughs> uh, portrait or landscape? Oh, a portrait, please. Hockney or Cezanne? Mm, Hockney. Can you separate the art from the artist? Um, uh, I've got an answer to this. It's the art is inherently separated from the artist. Like the art is not the same. You know, the picture mm. is not the same thing as the person. So it's sort of, to an extent, it doesn't matter who did it. And do you think that's the same with comedy? Um, I think so. I think they're just they're two different things. If you come up with a, a joke, all you've done is smash two ideas together in a way that they weren't smashed before. Mm. That could have been done and will be done by robots and AI and what have you. you know. Yeah. So, so you don't think it matters that it is the artist performing it? No, I think... I mean, I don't want to pay money to a person I think is a piece of shit. 
Yeah. You know, but I, I could still laugh at their observation, mm-hmm. you know, because I think it's anyone could have made the observation. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the opposite of believing art, isn't it? But I, I just think that, like, you know, we're going through this with reading um, Roald Dahl. You know, or J.K. Rowling. One of the quite apart from all the trans business, the the um, the Potter books I'm reading with my son. Mm. There's every bad guy's fat. Every fat person's a bad guy. It's good because you can have a sort of teaching, a learning, a moment for reflection. Same with Roald Dahl. You know, so um, so that kind of art and the artist thing. Yeah, I think like the stories of Harry Potter are objectively interesting stories, even if the world building doesn't sort of stand up to any, you know doesn't stand up but they're for kids aren't they yeah tortured artist or rational businessman torch well bit of both really Mm. frantic wobbly (laughs) mum no (laughs) frantic wobbly side of me emotionally wobbly side of me as a result of quite high intensity mum and Mm. calm practical problem solver side of me based on dad Mm -hmm. so what I like is creating enormous problems and worries and then trying to solve them in a very efficient way lovely Danish pastry or panna chocolat Oh, that's hard. Uh, I mean, pan chocolate is always my instinct. That's yeah, one of my go-to things. Delicious. Bit of uh, five solid minutes on pan chocolate in the new special. Oh, really? Worldwide premiere February 23rd. I didn't yeah. know that, actually. That's why it's made an Did you? Did you? That's nice. Yeah. I've done some research. You Don't worry well about that. Talk about or think about art. Talk about or th- talk about. It's me, isn't it? Talking. <laughs> Looking at a painting close up or far away? What kind of question is that? What does that even mean? <laughs> Um, what looking at something from far away or close I do middle middle <laughs> I mean they're all good aren't they what kind of question is that <laughs> London or Bristol oh I can't answer that. it's been London for years but I have stopped resenting Bristol recently That's and because um, you lived there how many I years I do live there seven years I've lived there for seven years now but I and I think I think Bristol now because London is for the young and it scares me now when I come here frightening place <laughs> private view or view of privates mm, private view please podcasting or live performance mm, live performance podcasting has a wonderful place I love podcasting but um, it's uh, uh, I love being you know being on stage making up a thing having a joke that doesn't work and then you suddenly blurt out the perfect version of it on stage come on being the interviewer or the interviewee <laughs> Well, I like both. I don't get stressed about being the interviewee. I get mm-hmm. very stressed about being the interviewer in a way that doesn't benefit me at all and wastes my time and is pointless. But I really get stressed about it. What stresses you out about oh, it? Oh, the idea of being caught out not having done my homework or insulting someone or drying. I, it's ridiculous, even when it's people I like and mm. I'm intimately acquainted with their material. Have you, then, have you ever offended someone? Not really. And if anyone did get offended by little old me they're probably a prick so <laughs> do you know what I mean I'm like I'm, I, there's no reason I shouldn't be worried about it at all yeah. art or music um, music please art or books mm, oh, what? Oh, come on both, I don't know I don't know comedy or art comedy please thank you very much you talk about comedians being simultaneously the most powerful and the most vulnerable person in the room. Yes. Do you think that's unique to comedy or is that true of all artists? Um, yes, yeah, I think that's true of all artists. You make yourself vulnerable, don't you? You put yourself out there and go. But I think it's true of all of sort of people. You know, anything you do, you're inviting criticism and problems and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think you, you, we should all be kinder to each other. And do you value reviews? 
Mm, I try to worry about them less these days. Do you read them? Um, other people's, yes. I find them very interesting because I can go, that's bullshit! And I find them... I can look at them really objectively. I find it hard to look at my own ones objectively. But do you like to know when they're in? No. No, no, no. God, that ruins me. I'm My... Uh, the The big... The thing that I'm good at is pissing about, and that's a very free, happy state for me. And yeah. as soon as I knew, as soon as I know reviewers are in, I am no longer able to piss about. Yeah. And um, and it's... it all and it all goes wrong, and there's a risk that the magic. I'm like, oh no! Suddenly I'm at school again, and I'm being judged, and I can't bear it. Yeah. Right, done the twinkle in his eye. I think. Have you? Yeah. Well done. I think I'm going to leave it because I'm worried about ruining it even more. What's he called? Paul? Noel. Noel. <laughs> Sorry, Noel. I've been staring he, he at you for mind. an hour and then I've called you Paul. He won't know. He won't know. Right. Thank go. you very much, Stu. Thanks, mate. I've done been three of them there. There we are. chat to you. There's that one. That's all right. They're beautiful. There's I love them. They're That's very, like, that one's illustrative. A, that was a horror. I like the scrawly lines on the I third one. I like the scrawly Actually, lines. Actually, I think the third one you did is my favourite. probably the best. I did that in about a minute. And that's your loosest one. Yes. Nice and loose. Um, is there anything you'd like to say about your upcoming global premiere? Um, you can find out about it at stuartgoldsmith.com, which yeah. is a Wix website I made myself. And Love although it. I'm, I'm sure that they're not sponsors of this particular show, and I'm not being paid to say this, but well, it is could, absolutely worth <laughs> spending two days learning to use Wix because you can just yeah. build your own fucking website. So I've, it's got a lovely little spinny advert that I put on it in about 20 minutes. Ding, ding, ta-da, stuartgoldsmith.com, and it'll tell you all about the show, and it's a really fun show. Great. I can't wait to watch it. Thanks, mate. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, sadly, that brings us to the end of series four. But oh, what a time we've had. What was your favourite bit? Me? Yeah, you. Um, I really liked it when you had that girl who won the traitors on and she turned up at the podcast studio with um, Wilf, who like um, was also on the show. I really like that bit as well. Hannah Bichkovsky and Wilfred Webster. Yeah, that was great. You, what did you like? Um, I liked when um, you did like a Christmassy one with um, Morgana Robinson and uh, you painted like a bit of a Christmas carol. Yeah, that was good too, wasn't it? Well, that's my two posh people impressions out of the way. Guys, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. We really appreciate you listening. Remember to check out Stuart Goldsmith's show when it comes out. You can find that via his website, stuartgoldsmith.com. He's absolutely fantastic. And um, if you want to support Secret Artists, then you can. That's the good news. You can support the podcast by donating a few quid or more, for God's sake, whatever you want, via the link in the show notes, because as Van Gogh said, every little helps. Guys, it's been emotional. I've had a nice time. If you want to see our artworks from this week's episode, remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Secret Art Pod. Listen back to episodes that you haven't listened to before. Enjoy yourself. Listen again if you've already listened once. You might pick up things on the second listen that you didn't pick up on the first time.
We're going to be working on series five, which will be released. Well, who knows? We're going to have a little bit of a break. You can um, go to the loo, get a drink, do whatever you need to do. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye. Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton. Quickfire Round Music by Steve Dunn. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin. While the Glow and Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM.